Hey, miss. You didn't answer my question. Why is everybody staring? Lily, it's just the way things are. What do you mean? People are scared. Scared of what? Themselves, um, change. <laughs> They're scared of change. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, A Random Movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Joining me this episode, back again, Emily. Whoop, whoop. Yay, it's me. <laughs> it's Emily. <laughs> it is. Always nice. a good time. Oh, yeah. Whew. Well, it's we'll, been a while. We'll put that to the test today because <laughs> 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 I guess you've had... I'm trying to think of what your track record is because you've had two good movies and then Ice Spiders. Yeah. I love Ice Spiders. It's, it's going to have a special place in my soul forever. So now we're kind of evening things out because this is not yeah. particularly good. So now you're two for two. I mean, I think like I, I, the idea I get, I mean, it was wholesome or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Is I can it, see though? why it didn't become like a big thing, like a blockbuster. <laughs> is it wholesome? We'll get into it, but there's some stuff in here that I'm like, this is a family movie? Like, it's not an overtly yeah. necessarily Christian movie, but it is on, in addition to Tubi, is on the Dove channel, which is like Christian and family programming. Yeah. And I don't know that this is for children, <laughs> particularly yeah, in yeah. parts. Yeah, like the theme, the... Uh the themes at least this isn't how i would introduce that subject at least <laughs> I mean, to a kid no. it's very confusing and definitely um yeah we are talking about when i find the ocean from mm -hmm. the year 2008 yeah i guess sort of a maybe not a christian movie per se there is there's kind of only one overtly kind of christian bit but supposedly a family movie but yeah, like I said, we'll get into it. There's some pretty unfamily-friendly business going on in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's set in 1965, mm -hmm. which I don't think it ever tells you, but I had to look up when was the Selma March, Yeah, which tells you where we're headed, whenever, folks. Yeah, within those days, because that's the day we end up uh, end up on, right? It's a, at the very end, we end up on, uh, yeah, like they go across the Selma Bridge and everything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you you wouldn't guess that from the first half of the movie, but that's where we end up. Talk about random. I had no idea it was going in that direction at all. <laughs> like, wow. Like it got super complicated there um, about halfway through, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's trying to say, and I appreciate it having a, you know, oh, yeah. anti-racist message and trying to, you know, get across right. to especially people who maybe don't hear enough of that stuff, you know, right. and to sort of, you know. It was a it was a white person's romanticized, I'd say, version of, like, how things went back in the day or how mm -hmm. things should have gone. I looked up to see because it was, like, a, some lady or whatever, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard of her before, who was the writer, director, producer. Um, and I was like, I bet she's white. <laughs> I promise you she's white. <laughs> yes. She I did not look, um, but... Well, and, and that'll make more sense, y'all, when we kind of get into 
Because <laughs> there was some problematic stuff <laughs> in mm. here. Deeply so. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I applaud the effort of trying to, you know, talk about yeah. the issues, civil rights, and things back then, especially to an audience that probably goes out of their way to avoid talking about things like that. But right. I don't know that this was it, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so the movie opens. Yeah, like I said, I didn't know whatever I see where she was going, but yeah, um, I had issues with. <laughs> there were some bumps along the way. For sure. The movie opens with our sort of, well, our main character, I guess, our, our heroine sort of, Lily, little Lily. blonde girl. Well, not that little. She's probably 14. I don't know. She looked like 12, 13-ish, somewhere in that, like tween, like younger teen kind of age, I would say. Too old for us to be looking at in a bathtub, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. We'll, and we'll get to it. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then I was so confused not knowing exactly what was going to happen. Like, I guess I didn't catch any of the foreshadowing or something until afterwards. But I was, like, trying to figure out, like, because we had this, you know, we could only see her back, basically, most of that shot. And did you know those were, like, welts and stuff from the very beginning that showed on her back? And that's why she didn't want her mom to yeah. help her? Okay, see, I thought so, but I was like, where is this? You know, I don't know. It it was kind of weird, I thought, um, going that route as far as, like, showing <laughs> the welts. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lily likes hanging out by the creek. She's built herself, like, a moss bed out there just to lounge around by the creek with her dog, Joey, and her rabbit. Andrew! <laughs> Andrew? Is that the rabbit's name? I didn't catch it. Yes, his name's Andrew. She has a backpack that she carries this rabbit around in. And I'm gonna, the MVP, as far as acting goes for this movie, goes to that rabbit. Oh my god, yeah. Because there's times totally. that, like, what a well-trained rabbit. Because there's scenes where, like, the rabbit's on the ground and people are, like, stomping around next to it. And it's just chill. It's yeah. just sitting there yeah. looking around like everything's cool. Oh, definitely. And then even after... Um... Well, I was thinking, because I'm the kind of person that notices these details, um, can't help it. But, like, did you notice after, um, skipping ahead a little bit, after she got out of the trap or whatever, and, like, they never picked that dude up. Like, somehow he must have hopped along behind <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, last we saw, I think the poachers threw him in the bag, and then she was like, My rabbit. That's and my then pet, he and then she just had him open. back later. <laughs> Yeah, he ripped it open, so then the rabbit was free, but no one, like, picked the darn thing up, and then they started walking because she was injured. And so, like, no one had the rabbit, I guess. it. We have to believe that it hopped along behind them. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of, continuity-wise, it kind of comes and goes, especially at the end, the yeah. end scene on I the mean, beach. There's, yeah. She's walking, and the backpack is closed, and you can't see it, but then in close-ups, it's open, and the rabbit's hanging out there. Up top, out. and then the next shot, mm -hmm. it's closed again. So it's a yeah. magic, magic rabbit. Yeah. But she okay. likes hanging around by the creek because her father, who was in the, I guess, navy, was mm -hmm. lost. Was lost at sea and presumed dead. 
I was very much expecting him to turn up alive at the end of this movie, and it didn't happen. So I was actually kind of proud of yeah. the movie for not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, like getting that magical about it because he was lost at sea, you know, like, of course he would show up at the end. Yeah, I thought that's the direction we were headed, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, but it totally went a whole other way. <laughs> a very different way. Um, yeah, because she yeah. is convinced that the, or at least is very curious if this creek flows to the ocean eventually if you follow it far enough you know it right. goes to the river and then the river goes to the you know does it lead to the ocean because would it be it but she's obsessed with seeing the ocean being near the ocean because that's where her father is presumably which is a little morbid but you know yeah cute kid logic i guess um she lives with her grandma and grandpa who it took a while to figure this out in the movie but it's her Dad's, dad's parents, not yeah. her mom's parents. Yeah. Well, that's why he's buried out there in the family plot, you know, and and the grandpa even said at one point, you've always been like a like a daughter to me or whatever, which implies obviously she's not his daughter. She's the daughter-in-law or yeah. whatever. That's when you um, kind of catch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that was kind of the impression I got was, um, yeah, she was, I guess they took her in probably after he died or whatever, sure. just because whatever. You didn't, really, awesome. you didn't really have single, <laughs> you didn't really have single moms running around in 1965, so. Right. You know, not right. too much. I mean, maybe she didn't have family to go to and she wanted to stay in the area or something, who knows. They seem pretty close. And then, um, yeah, Grandpa's played by Lee Majors, the $60 million mm -hmm. man himself. Mm -hmm. Or six million dollars? It doesn't seem like enough now, but mm -hmm. uh, and Grandma is Diane Ladd, who she was kind of a big deal in the '70s. She was in yeah. Chinatown and some. She was in a bunch of stuff. Lily's mom Jenny is seeing a real piece of shit <laughs> named oh Dean. Oh my god, that guy was disgusting. In number he just of gave me yucky vibes from like immediately. He has a very one. punchable face. Ugh. Ugh. His name is like Dean. One of those people like that skeeves you out. Like you just—I don't know why. Like you can't quite put your finger on it, but it's just like, ooh, like you don't want to be alone with this dude. <laughs> you certainly no, no. do not, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, he's a gross asshole and um, also racist because they're sitting down to eat. Yeah. And they're talking about this panther that's on the loose that everybody's worried about that hangs around near the creek or whatever. And that's why symbolism. Lily that shouldn't be between that and there's yeah. snakes down there. Lily's been told not to go hang out by the creek by herself, but mm -hmm. she does it anyway. And uh, this Dean guy who takes note of her like secretly feeding the dog table scraps under the table and not liking it says yeah. something about like, oh, what's his what's his name? The Indian told me about this panther thing. Yeah. Uh huh. And gra oh, Grandpa's oh like. God hey watch what you're saying like my like that guy's a friend of mine he's like the best tracker i've ever met you know yeah also we say native american <laughs> which i don't know 1965 that was even a thing yet but and dean says i don't know i just hate indians yeah i mean just like straight up at the dinner table in front of everyone you're just like oh, i hate indians okay thank you this guy is the piece of <laughs> And he doesn't, he doesn't live there. He comes to visit. But he seems yeah. to be there a lot because there's a line later on where... Um, <laughs> Thomas is like, I think, you're back. 
Yeah, Grandpa Thomas is like, oh, you're here. It seemed like you just left from the night before. <laughs> like, he has no time for this guy. He sees through yeah. him pretty well. Yeah. He was a smooth talker. They said something about selling cars. I got the idea that they met at work or something because they both work for this car dealership or something. Because, yeah, there was a, they were talking about it a little bit, I think, at one point. And so I think we're supposed to have this idea that he's like this slick car salesman, kind of, kind of tricky guy. And uh, that's yeah, that's about spot on. <laughs> he's got that look about him for sure. But Jenny is yeah. head over heels for this guy, and who knows if it's how much of that is the, the desperation of a single mom in the sixties, you know, who's like yeah, I mean she's widowed, she's been alone, she's been heartbroken, right. probably doesn't want to live with her ex-in-laws any longer you know but right. it sounds like well, they're, they're getting married soon yeah like the first relationship like the picture that we saw of the dad in his navy uniform or whatever next to lily's bed he looks super duper young so i'm thinking okay if they knew each other before that they were probably teenagers um you know when they got together she got pregnant he went off to the navy whatever and then died um, so yeah, I'm sure for her, she's probably in reality, um, in this movie, maybe in her thirties or something like that, you know, so she's still pro really young. Yeah, she's, she's so, yeah. very young, very good looking, and she can do a lot better than Dean. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess yeah. you feel like your options are limited at that time in that situation, yeah. you know? <clears throat> well, there's this one moment where I thought they were going to somehow make her end up with with that cop guy because they had kind of a moment there at the dock at one point where she's like looking at him or something and i thought oh my god are they gonna throw her right into the cop's arms or something so maybe that's the sequel <laughs> maybe she deserves somebody she seems like a pretty good mom she's just a little preoccupied with this dean guy but she'll learn her, she'll learn a lesson about that the sequel can be when I find the Grand Canyon. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kicked Dean into the Grand Canyon. I want to go visit his body now, too. For some reason. We find out mom's a black widow and just kills all of her husband. Oh, boy. Yes. So we could do this. After, Denny, Denny, after dinner, Lily is taking a bath, like we said. And it's, yeah, it's mostly shot from her back. But there are scenes shot from her front. Right. Where she's kind yeah, of just clutching a little hand cloth to herself, and it made me yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she was definitely like a tween. <laughs> Old, older. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, did we really need to have a tub scene of this little kid? I don't think I don't so. Know. But <laughs> I guess they just had to somehow figure out a way to introduce those welts on her back somehow. I guess. And knowing that it's made, the movie was made by a woman makes me feel a little better. Yeah. <laughs> Not a whole lot, but a little bit. Because if this had been made yeah. by a man, I would have a lot of questions for that man. But yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think this little girl is supposed to, in reality, probably be younger than what we're actually seeing. Because a lot of times, you know, they get older actresses for like little kid parts and like sure. dress them down. So I'm pretty sure that's probably why she was wearing overalls the entire time, you know. 
Well, um, it's the South in the 60s, and that's what everyone wears. <laughs> well, that too. She's supposed to be kind of like a little out-in-the-woods girl kind of thing, always running away uh, to the river. So there's that too. But I think also, yeah, they chose, um, you know, wardrobe did some <laughs> did some help sure. there to kind of make her look younger. That's why she had like the braids and yeah. That's yeah. true. But mom comes in. And it's like, oh, hey, can I wash your back? And she's real like, nope, I got it. Because what mom can't see that we can when it, the shot's from behind is she has huge welts and even what looks like older scars yeah, all over her back that clearly mm -hmm. mom does not know about and that Lily is hiding. And we don't know what that's about right then, but the very next scene we'll find out. Lily is out, I guess, that night or the next night, whatever. But it's dark out, and she's out of this little shack on the property, I guess feeding mm -hmm. the rabbit and whatever. It's like a little tool feeding shed. Feeding Andrew a carrot. Yeah, talking yeah. to Andrew and feeding him a carrot. And there's this little tool yeah. shed that she goes into, and who should appear in the doorway but Dean, who is very scary. <laughs> yeah. And very like, gross. Like, basically manhandles her. He manhandles her. <laughs> like, yeah, heck? he gets on her about, he's like, I saw you feed that dog. You better watch out or that dog's going to go away. And, you know, like, I've told you about this. And also, mm -hmm. but also, like, and one day you're going to call me daddy, which is. Oh, yeah. Made he gave me fucking some, skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. Like, he gave me some, not only is there going to be some whoopings, but there's going to be, like, a lot of abuse going on in that household that was just. I mean, like we said, it's like, there were some adult themes here. And I really felt like, especially with some of the stuff that happens later and comments made later, that, yeah, there was kind of an actual. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that we, guy was just creepy. We don't, you don't want him around your children or around don't. yourself. <laughs> we don't get any proof, you know, we don't see anything necessarily in this scene or in the movie to positively suggest that he's molesting right. her, but it definitely feels like it's in the air and is a possibility for the future at least. Yeah, there are vibes especially with comments made later um, as we get near the end of the movie and stuff, it's like, yeah, you kind of, you're supposed to, it, it's implied. Cause they didn't even show him like whipping her or anything like that. They just show, they skip from that to the outside of the, of the shed, you know, and then they end up coming out. So you don't even see her punishment, but yeah. He was very invasive of her space and very um, set on her calling him daddy and doing everything he said, so. Well, yeah, and before yeah. we know that it's going to be a whipping, mm -hmm. you're kind of being led to believe that it's a Any rape word. that's going to happen because he picks right. her up and he sets her up on this bench so that they're at, like, eye level. And he's standing yeah. between her legs, basically, yeah, and starts taking his belt off. With no context, he doesn't, you know, exactly. this is before anything is being said about a whooping, so you're like, holy, what the fuck am I watching right now? Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, whoa, this took a really dark turn, like, what the hell? In this we family sure film. content warning on this one, probably. Yeah. yeah. But he's very, yeah, he, he speaks very close to her face, and he's creepy as shit, but then he winds, mm -hmm. but then he, yeah, he pulls his belt off, and he's like, okay, now you're gonna get a spanking. Or, I mean, mm -hmm. don't call it a spanking if you're hitting with her belt. That's not a spanking. That's a beating yeah. or a whipping. That's but... a beating. It's leaving, like, marks. <laughs> yeah. Like, scarring. And he's like, okay, so get, so get ready for that. And then we hear it from outside. 
we hear her crying and we hear kind of it's not not too crazy but we do hear like belt sounds and whatnot and then he his parting shot on his way out the door is like and you better not tell anybody about this and he goes to leave and joey the dog kind of growls him a little bit but then lets him be on his way yeah which is look the idea has been put forward by grandpa and lily that she'll be fine down by the creek if that panther does come because joey the golden retriever will protect right. her this dog couldn't even protect her from a guy in a sweater vest this panther is gonna <laughs> eat him for a lot like give me a break yeah i mean uh, later on in the hunt he wears like that long um white suit and he has to sit on a napkin before he sits on that tree trunk <laughs> Yeah, he is not an outdoorsy kind of guy. He would not be much for, like, an actual, like, dog willing to, to you know, face a panther kind of thing. Yeah. No, that dog's going to get eaten. And can we talk now of the symbolism? Did you notice that? The Black Panther? And, like, the whole... I didn't even... I didn't think about even that. Even that connection. I didn't think of, as far as like the Black Panther party, I didn't even think of that at all until I went to, I decided to do some research because I'm like, that looks to me like a jungle cat. That yeah. doesn't look like something that's roaming the hills of Georgia or wherever the fuck, you know, North Carolina, yeah. wherever this is. Well, I suppose mountain it's, lines, I mean, they're close yeah, to, we got they're close to Selma, so it has to be Georgia, right? Right. Selma's in Georgia, right? I should know that. <laughs> Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Selma, You're right. Alabama. Wow, I feel, I feel racist now. <laughs> um, yes, so it's Alabama that they're in, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I looked up. I was like, "Are there black panthers in North America?" And no, there are not. Yeah. They're what gets called panthers, kind of colloquially around there, are really just cougars or pumas, right. but there are not jet black jungle black panthers like right. that roaming around right. so that's no, yeah, an odd decision they chose that mainly for the symbolism and hope no one would actually like know that i mean because we do like well even as far up as like kansas we have bobcats and stuff like that so i mean we do have larger cats here in the u.s but uh, no i mean if we have a black panther it's probably going to be a, a fluke of some sort. yeah an escape from some rich asshole's personal zoo or something yeah like a tiger exactly. But yeah, and even as far as symbolism goes, I don't know that it works real great because the whole no, the whole thing of the movie is that everyone is terrified of this Black Panther, and it does try to get them. Which, if if it's supposed to be symbolism for like, right? No, yeah. I mean, stop I think being scared of black of people; random... they're fine. It's not. It doesn't work I real. I think it was kind of a random reference, really, but I, I'm like, what else? I mean, they saved, um, you know, the indigenous guy. What was his name? Um, I did not write down Copeland, his name either. Was it yes. like Copeland or something like that? Yeah. Um, he's the one that ended up saving it because he just, you know, darted it with like the dart gun and scared off the poachers because um, that was supposed to be a protected area. Maybe it's an import. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> odd to me either way. <laughs> We're trying to make sense of something that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it kind of doesn't. So, so, yeah, the Black Panther was saved, and I think that was kind of an important 
uh, some symbolism that we're supposed to add in there somehow. Um, Speaking of the, yeah, they are indigenous characters played by Graham Greene, who's probably the most famous Native American or indigenous actor oh, yeah. around. He, he, I mean, he's been yeah. in tons I mean, of stuff. He's been typecast into that for like how many sure. decades now? Yeah. <laughs> At least he's not like magic indian in this movie you know like a little bit but not a ton like he's not a shaman i was gonna bring that up though there's actually a thing well i'll get into it a little bit later when we introduce our next characters and all that stuff then i'm gonna get into something that's actually called the magical something um well yeah how this is such a common premise (laughs) but he's hanging out with grandpa and lily grandpa gives her his compass which i'm i'm not crazy right we never see her use in this movie <laughs> right the compass yeah grandpa gives the her a compass I, I saw her yeah she used it once right before she got her foot in the trap she was okay. sitting there eating and she's like oh see look we're going south that's right and then she's like we're gonna have to get more fresh water and then she gets her foot in the trap right. yeah and they also teach her how to tell the time by looking at the sun with this arm thing yeah it's like making your arm a sundial kind of thing yeah and so then lily gets a visit from her cousin donna who's like the only kid her age around she doesn't get to see very often she doesn't doesn't have anyone to play with but donna comes and they're hanging out by the creek and donna sees lily moves a certain way or something and her shirt lifts up enough that donna can see the injuries to her back and is like holy shit what's that all about and she's like nothing it's nothing don't worry about and don't tell nobody so donna's very suspicious (laughs) and then so dean is the he must just come over like every night to hang out or it's they're coming back from date night or what or whatever i don't know but yeah he's it looks like they're leaving it looks like they're leaving for date night because they're both going out the front door and grandpa thomas is there like trying to kind of subtly warn her that like this dude is not a good dude please don't leave with him (laughs) yeah so i don't know why they're both i mean i guess she's walking him out to his car or whatever but they get out to they don't make it far they get to the tree in the front yard before he's got her back up against a tree and they are making out Mm-hmm. And I don't like Dean. Dean is, you know, but it's for a family film. This is one of the hottest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like, like they are making they they have some fire. Like I see what I start to see what she sees in him because they are hot he and heavy. Her earring. Is that what it he, was? I was wondering. Yeah, he bit off her earring. Did you notice she had? Because like she must. I have thought had, she like, had gum, and on. he got it out of her mouth when he kissed her. <laughs> Because no, it was her clip-on earring. Okay. It's like those little circle opal ones. That's what it is. Yeah, because yeah, they stop kissing, and she goes to take something out of his mouth, and he goes, no, that's mine now. I thought it was her gum, which was gross. But, okay, it's her earring. That makes sense. But, yeah, he sucks yeah, an yeah. earring off her ear. He's, like, opening yeah. her blouse. And and the music was very, yeah, it was very, like... And like, he's, like, kissing her sternum. Like... It's, and the lights keep flashing. <laughs> it's a serious makeout scene happening in the middle of this movie, and it's a little yeah. hot, and it's in the front yard <laughs> like, <laughs> where Grandma and Grandpa can look out. So it's I was not expecting that in this movie either. <laughs> yeah, we went all kinds of, like, <laughs> this was the journey. <laughs> and I'll say this, what make, because it's not like he 
he's not forcing her in anything. She is way into it. Way, yeah. So, you know, at least there's that. <laughs> That's yeah. very mutual. So Yeah, at least he wasn't, yeah, because that could have gone really badly if she was hesitant or whatever. But he was really creepy after she went inside because he's like, I can't wait much longer or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, she kind of reluctantly tears herself away from him to go back in the house, and as once she's kind of in the house before he leaves, he said, "Yeah, he says like, uh, I can't. I don't know how much longer I can wait, or I can't wait." For, so which, so I guess they have yeah, not slept like, together yet. Which he's leaning against sense. that pole pretty persistently. <laughs> yeah, he's hiding like, something. Standing very still, so I think he's kind of just waiting to calm down for his. Yeah, it's like holding your books in front of you in junior high and you. Yeah. Yeah, putting um, his hand in his pocket. <laughs> but that makes kinda, that helps it yeah. make sense why he's. You would think that she would be in a hurry to get married, but he's in a hurry to get married. Yeah, yeah. Which could be. I mean, who knows? There could be financial reasons for that because maybe he's a shitty car dealer. We never hear. We never learn any of that. Who knows? But it yeah. seems like his number one motive is, I've got to fuck yeah. this lady. <laughs> she won't do it till we're married. Yeah, and I mean, he's really disrespectful. Like, especially for that. Like, you can tell this is a very conservative type of area, and it's old, you know, it was, like, whenever. And so he, like, comes in, and he's, like, grabbing all over her in the kitchen right in front of, like, her, her what used to be her in-laws and her yes. little kid and all that. And he's, like, trying to make out with her. It was really gross. Like, this dude was just nasty. Yeah, in front of her, he's horned up for sure. In front of her kid and her dead husband's mother... Yeah, he comes yeah. in, and it's not like, oh, morning, sweetie, peck on the cheek. Like, he grabs her, no. practically dips her, and yeah. there's tonsil hockey happening. And she doesn't oh, yeah. seem, I mean, she's fine with it, but everyone else in the kitchen <laughs> finds it very awkward. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's when, like, the grandma, which I loved this because it was so subtle but, like, so perfect, she, like, goes and, like, starts yelling out the screen door, like, Rufus, or whatever. And it kind of breaks them up because, like, it startles them. I was like, yeah, lady. <laughs> yeah, grandma's cool. There's another part when I think, yeah, it's in the morning because he goes to sit down and he had some line. And she, yeah. she's like, I, I made you eggs with lots of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was a subtle jab at him. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but Jenny wants to Jenny wants to do it up. She wants a big fancy wedding with all the everything. And he's like, oh, no, can't we just like run away and get married, though? <laughs> like, I'm in a hurry here. But yeah. she's not having it. It's going to happen when <laughs> it happens, and we're going to do it right. Which makes me also, like, which also feeds into the belief, too, that probably her first marriage was kind of, you know, they probably didn't have a fancy wedding because they're both kids and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that 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 checks. Yeah, it checks Definitely. out. <laughs> well, that night, Lily, Lily and Jenny have a conversation. Jenny is like, like, you'll come around to Dean. Like, he's going to be your, yeah. like, we're getting married. It's going to happen. So he's going to be your new yeah. daddy. And basically, Lily just says, look, whatever, <laughs> I want you to be happy, but just, but no. <laughs> the only thing I ask is, like, don't make me call him daddy. I had a daddy, he died, I'm a one-and-done yeah. kid, <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, I'm not calling him that, and so Jenny's kind of like, all right, I get that, that's fine. But that night, Lily waits till lights out and everyone's sleeping, sneaks out in the middle of the night, it's pouring rain, grabs her oh my dog. God. 
I kept thinking, like, why that night? But then I was thinking, no, she's a genius because she had to go down the stairs. It's like this old farmhouse, and she had to go through all these doors and everything. So, like, no one's going to hear her during that horrendous rain if they would have just a calm evening. But, But oh, it's terrible. And it shows her determination because most I've never met a 12 or 13-year-old kid who, Mm -hmm. if they went outside and it's pouring rain, wouldn't almost immediately be like, oh, fuck this, I'm going back inside. <laughs> like, I'm not getting in a boat. Are you crazy? It's really cold. That, that stunt rabbit, too. That's when she first, like, you really see her, like, put him in there. Because she goes to get him before she leaves because Andrew has to see the ocean, too, I guess. And I kept thinking, like, they have to have him, like, buckled in there or something. Otherwise, that rabbit, like, I don't care how trained you are, <laughs> he would have been gone. But yeah. she, yeah, so she grabs her only friends, Joey and Andrew, the rabbit and the dog, and mm-hmm. gets in a little rowboat that they have out, tied up, I guess, at the creek, and yeah. sets off into the night. It has an outboard motor on it, but she doesn't really, maybe she, she uses use it, it. Well, later, but I suppose she's trying to be quiet, so. Well, yeah, and they said that area was shallow, too. She wasn't going to probably use it until she hit the river because that area, she could just use oars, and it was kind of too shallow for the motor. And I think Grandpa says some Grandpa says something later about how it didn't have a lot of gas in it either, so, mm-hmm. to, so she couldn't have gotten far, I guess, was the idea. But So she takes off rowing down the river. So the next day, I think before they even noticed that she is gone, I think, uh, mm-hmm. Grandma and Jenny and Dean are in, because Dean's always there in the kitchen. I think this is the mm-hmm. eggs and cheese lot part. But there's a conversation that happens where Dean is, oh, well, I forgot to mention, back when the whipping happened at the shack, we get flashbacks mm-hmm. to Dean as a child getting whipped by his father. Was that haunting or was it just me? I was like, whoa. The- well, I mean, it's giving him some backstory, but I also feel like, in a way, it's almost making excuses for him. You know, it's saying, right. look, it's the cycle of violence. Like, it makes sense that he's whipping this kid because he got treated that way. Well, that doesn't make it better. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, it's like, it's like we're almost meant to pity him somehow that he's yeah. this broken, poor person because we see him as a little boy getting, well, we don't see it, but it's implied, obviously, that he's getting beaten too and he even said the same thing about his dog like one day his dog disappeared and he knew it was because his dad like shot it or whatever yeah that's the conversation that happens now in the kitchen is he explains that like you know jenny or lily needs discipline like that's how my dad did it to me he beat the shit out of me and he got tired of my dog and he shot it one day and he was my dog was just gone and that's just that's just discipline and jenny is to her credit, aghast. This is the first time we see her like, hold on a second, Dean. Maybe you're not yeah. the knight in shining armor, I think, because right. that's fucked up. That's not discipline. And that's yeah, not both for how, her and the grandma. That's not They're how like, I'm dealing with Jenny. They're both, mm-hmm. yeah, very disturbed by what he says. And he's like, wow, what'd I say? That's just the way it is. But they're not having that, so good for them. No. Well, and even the gram- grandpa said later on when, you know, there was accusations of beating and all that he's like we have never even spanked her you know like they don't even physically discipline at all so it had to be him and obviously he's a sicko so then the family discovers that she is gone and obviously are panicked um because she took her father's kind of the only thing she took with her other than some clothes and the animals was she took her father's picture out of the frame 
right and took it with her so right they, they probably noticed the empty frame and realized oh like she's like gone gone and the boat's missing yeah. so they figure it out well that's when the mom found the note and read it and, and oh, yeah, it said something too. about i don't you know they can't hurt me there i'll send you a postcard or whatever and she's like hurt me she's so confused like how is she being hurt because she didn't know obviously that dean was like beating the crap out of her so that was kind of where the seed was planted at least a little bit with her like she knew something i think was going on um and started to realize was starting to realize that there was the pattern here and it was like since dean showed up is when she started like running away to the creek and all that kind of stuff and yeah he was the bad news bear <laughs> for sure but yeah she says in the note like i'm off to see the ocean like i always wanted to bye <laughs> and like, Shit. Yeah. what are we supposed to do about this so then we cut to these poachers who are the most cliched hillbillies oh my imaginable God. from his hat to his to the way they talk to spitting tobacco yeah, to everything. everything but they oh my god they walk right it past was... the sign that says like this is a protected animal no. reserve yeah. or whatever which looked like a pretty modern sign to me but maybe i got maybe i'm crazy i don't know oh yeah it did but so they're they're in there hunting they're setting bear traps they're doing all they're kind of looking for that panther but they're also kind of scared to find the panther so they're tiptoeing around and they don't want to get caught poaching because they're not supposed to be hunting there and we see their house which is like a taxidermy museum in the front yard it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah put like, that stuff in the house right you don't well, want to yeah, be known like, as poachers anyone who approaches your house is going to see the bear and the squirrels and the rat like there's a menagerie of stuffed animals yeah. in their front yard <laughs> Like, they have an entire rack right next to the front door, like a deer. <laughs> what? So they're not hiding yeah. it. It's shocking they have not been caught yet. Oh but also, it, it would have rained. Your taxidermy's ruined. Why, why do you have it set up in your yard like this? It's so crazy. Oh, my gosh. Well, but, and I'm sorry, but just from what we saw of them, there's no way they were that good of poachers. <laughs> to a gun, all that stuff anyway. <laughs> well, that's true. But Lily, who's out, who is out of the boat now and is walking. Getting her water. This is when she went to go get some water. Right. Um, right. And steps in one of their bear traps. Joey the dog, on command, goes and gets her a stick. That, that she tries <laughs> to pry her ankle out of this bear trap with, but fails. Mm -hmm. The poachers come along and find her. And they're like, hey, hey, you know, we're not going to hurt you. But you could, like, help us out. Because also, we're not going to get in trouble for you because we're not supposed to be here putting out traps and you've been hurt by our traps. So you're coming home with us until we figure this out, um, yeah. which I'm sure would also have ended very badly. Yeah. But it yeah, doesn't, yeah. but it doesn't, we don't need to worry about that because from behind them, they hear a gun cock and there's Amos, our yes. other sort of major character, uh, an African American gentleman who. Yeah, has them at gunpoint and is like, no, 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 you're not taking this girl anywhere. <laughs> Give her back yeah. her rabbit because they grabbed Andrew and were like, he'll make a good stew and threw him in the bag. And she's like, no, he's a pet. He's not wild. He's with me. Yeah. So he makes them let her go and he helps her sort of limp away. He mm -hmm. is the, I don't know if he's the captain, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They make it, they imply it that he's the, that it's his boat, okay. his tugboat. 
So I'm assuming he would be the captain. He was the one, like, bossing everyone around, too. Yeah, and he has so, a, not completely, but mostly African-American crew. Right. There was a couple of white guys on there, but, yeah, it was mostly black guys. And then he had this big old white and blue tugboat um, that he would take up and down the river, I guess. Yeah, yeah he runs supplies and deliveries and all this stuff on this tugboat, right. so he takes her to that just to get her away from... I don't think he asks her nearly enough questions about like, hey, where are you from? Are your parents looking for you? Can I take you home? <laughs> you know, and well, his main concern is get away from the poachers for now. Right. I think he took her back there to fix her foot because it was really bad injured, yeah. he had said. And then um, that was like the main thing. And then they were sitting there or she fell asleep or something. And he saw oh, her. That's right. well. Yeah. And so he knew that wherever she was coming from, like, he obviously could figure out that she was a runaway, and obviously he was like, "Well, I'm not taking her back to that," <laughs> you know. So yeah, he's a good... which they even get clearer about later on. Yeah. Say like he wasn't gonna take her back to whoever was doing that to her. He's so, a he's a good yeah. guy, Amos. Yeah, and his backstory was so sad. That was awful. His wife and daughter, who was like the same age as Lily, do you remember that part? I remember him, I think I was writing something down or something, because I don't remember the specifics of it. But if you do, please go ahead and well, refresh my memory. Well, they show the um, KKK a couple of times, um, and mm -hmm. there's there's definitely um, some racism in the area kind of thing going on, obviously. But um, it flashes back, because she was asking him, well, where's your family? Did you have a daughter and have kids or whatever? And he's like, I did, but they're in heaven now. And she asked what happened, and it flashes back to um, a black woman and a little black girl in, like, this little shack, and it's surrounded by white men with, like, torches and stuff, and then it shows him coming down the road, you know, from work or whatever, because he had said, well, I was out at work in the docks, and then it shows him coming home right as the house, like, explodes with them inside of it. That's what it was. Yeah. So, like, the basically, it's implied that the KKK or, like, you know, big band of racists, like, basically blew up his house with his family inside of it as they were making dinner. They must have done it because it was when the little girl opened up the stove, which makes me think that they had, like, run, like, gas or something like that in there to... You know, I, I feel like it had something to do with the little girl opening up the show for whatever reason. Could be. But yeah. But it's basically like there was no way someone was coming alive out of out of that. They it was annihilated. <laughs> it was a bad scene. Yeah. Um so here we have our kind of only yeah, kind of only overtly Christian thing because the, the pastor has been invited to the launch of the search party. Right. <laughs> who he brings no discernible skills to this group other than just to lead them in prayer and wish them luck and then yeah. well, he said, and well, hang out with grandma. Edna. Yeah, he's going to hang yeah. out with grandma while the men go. Um, and we get six boatloads of gun-toting people. Rednecks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to not say that, but you go ahead. Um, Country folk. <laughs> But that, like, they all have guns. Like, I know there's a panther about, and there's probably bears and other things, but, like, one gun per boat should do it. I don't know that every <laughs> single person needs a rifle, but, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, no, but how country have you ever been, buddy? <laughs> Not that country. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. It looked normal to me. <laughs> like, everyone had at least one gun. The only one that didn't have at least one gun, I think, was uh, the mom. <laughs> yeah, who's also going with, as well as, surprisingly, Dean. I kind of thought, you don't see much of him during the search, but I kind of to the point that I was like, oh, he probably, he didn't even come with, did he? But you do wind up seeing him kind of around. Yeah. But... Well, yeah, because at one point, that's when he sat on the napkin. He set the yeah. napkin down on the, or his kerchief or something, down on the log so that he could sit on it with his white suit. <laughs> Perfect woodland search party attire. <laughs> yeah, he's not thrilled, and he's an out, not an outdoorsman, you can tell. So the cops catch up with, well, the poachers are kind of in the store, and they hear about, you know, neighborly gossip yeah. about, like, oh, this little girl is missing, and, oh, the panther's about, I hope the panther doesn't get her. And we know there's poachers around, but we don't know who it is. So if she right. got her foot caught in a bear trap, that panther's probably going to eat her. Gonna, right. And so they know that, or they think that, like, oh, we're going to get the blame for this no matter what, even though we don't have mm -hmm. this kid anymore. Because they found, at this point, I think the police found the bear trap Right, with her blood on it, it with, or it had blood on it. And yeah. her bloody pants. Right. Were, I guess, left at the scene, which is weird that... No. Because we don't see that, but I don't know that Amos house. was carrying her around with no pants on. They checked his house. They, they found the bloody pants at his house. Cause they oh, went Amos's to his house. house. Yeah. Because that's where he took her originally, was his little cabin thing. And then, um, then the next morning when she was feeling better is when they went down to the tugboat. So I think they checked his house, and that's where they found the bloody pants after they had found the trap. Yeah, that, which, so. yeah, that doesn't look good for Amos. <laughs> and uh, no. the poachers are very happy to capitalize that on that. They gather right. up, basically. I mean, we see another, we see a group of KKK, but basically a bunch of their racist friends. And they're like, "Yeah, hey, you know Amos Jackson, right? The tugboat guy. He's got that girl. Let's go get him, and that'll take the heat off of them as well." So yeah. he's probably and the poacher too. Really, they made some really, really um, disgusting type of. Well, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they kind of they gave it a, a a whole like, well, we know what he's he wants with that little white girl kind of thing. Yeah. And they used they called him like the sea, where basically where they called him like what used to. I guess be more common. Yeah, I have, I, have, I have it written down. I'll say it because it's not me saying it. It's the characters, so everyone, you yeah. know, leave me alone. <laughs> but they, they say <laughs> them coloreds like little white girls, which yes. isn't necessarily a stereotype that has even completely gone away today. So, right, oh. right. I mean, it's always that you know. I mean, that's what that's what they said about um, Emmett Till and why they drug him behind that truck until he died basically was there's always this they're coming for our women that whole right thing. yeah this whole racist trope where it's like you know black men are animals or whatever it's very messed up so they played they played on that very big when actually the two poachers <clears throat> it even said like it showed the two poachers even were kind of suggesting that when they just had her like oh she'll come in handy you know, when it was actually the opposite in both instances in this movie, it was the white men that were preying on the women. Uh, but yeah, very much. Yep. Yeah. Maybe this is maybe this is a good movie. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I still don't mind. I think. No, no. I think there. there I think there's a good movie in here, but it's buried right. under some real unfortunate shit that did not need to be in here and makes it yeah. difficult to watch oh, yeah. and not. Yeah, there was definitely like if a like I feel like if a black person would have been um, part of the creation of this movie as far as like getting to make creative decisions or like actually writing it or anything. I mean, obviously they didn't. I mean, we'll get to those points later where it's like obvious they didn't consult anyone that was black indigenous people of color <laughs> for some of the um, choices they make later on in the movie. It's just like, yeah. <sighs> like but, I said, it was like white savior baloney kind of stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. I, I would not be surprised because I, yeah. I keep forgetting that people who make things will sometimes have Twitter alerts and whatnot for when their thing gets mentioned because it's happened to me a number of times. <laughs> Watch. I'm going to put this episode out, and two days later, I'm going to get a DM from this Tanya lady who made this movie, and she'll be like, I, I am a black lady, asshole. <laughs> like, you know? No, I so, Googled her. She is white and blonde. She okay. Was little you Googled. Girl. Good. Like, Good. I Googled her. She was white and blonde. I'm okay. sure. I'm safe then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. She is white and blonde. She was, uh, and that's how it usually goes. That's why I'm saying it's like a white savior thing. You know, like sometimes people write themselves into a story that they want to, you know, that makes them look like the hero or whatever. So, I mean, if you look at the director and then you look at the, the main character, the little girl, Lily, you're like, okay, yeah, I see. I see. You can usually tell <laughs> who's written a movie. <laughs> yeah. Though I will say it's too... I guess I think I feel like I'm maybe coming around on this movie a little bit, but it's to this movie's credit that for the most part, I mean, kind of the hero of the movie is Amos, and right. most the majority of the white people in this movie are garbage people. Garbage. <laughs> so garbage. Maybe it's actually saying something. <laughs> I don't know. But it wasn't but trying to say maybe. But that brings up an important point though, because then what at the end of the movie does Amos say? when yeah we'll get like to Thomas that yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah i wrote it down we'll get to it <laughs> after some other unfortunate things so there's <laughs> so they've gone a bit on the on the tugboat down the river they've gone to whatever the next stop is he's making deliveries or pickups or whatever and he takes yeah. amos takes lily to this diner where he's very friendly with the lady who owns it the waitress lady or well first there's a scene of so this waitress lady or the owner, whatever she is, she's at the counter mm -hmm. and there's a mom and a daughter there and she's like, oh, did you enjoy your, your meals? And they're like, yeah, it was great. And she's like, do you want a piece of pie? And the daughter <laughs> says, yeah, I do. And she says, peach or blueberry? And the girl says blueberry and she, right in front of her is a paper bag on the counter that she just grabs and hands mm -hmm. her as if she had this piece of blueberry pie prepared knowing the child would say yes and pick blueberry. I found that very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was random. And why did, I mean, it was fluff. It was unnecessary, really, to the whole plot. Like, they could have done something a lot quicker and, like, less weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was setting the diner scene or showing that this waitress lady is cool or whatever. But she comes over. She clearly knows Amos. She, you know, she's served him all the time. And she's like, right. oh, who's, the, you know, who's this with you? Not, she's not worried about it. She's just curious. And he's like, oh, this is yeah. our new tugboat captain. Ha, ha, ha. Everyone else in the diner, though, is staring at them and giving them well, the stink oh, eye. Yeah. All, 
all the white people, because it was still, you could tell, like a segregated diner. There was like black people in yes. the back booth and white people in the front. And it's like anytime you turn around, like the white people were very blatantly staring, like turned around in their seats, like, yes. staring. <laughs> Not <laughs> smooth about it at all. No, no. And she asked, she asked him, she's like, Amos, why is everybody staring at us? And he's like, the, because I don't know what to tell you, kid. Like, because people are scared. That's just the way it is. They're scared of change. They're scared of all kinds of things, which doesn't really answer. Yeah. I mean, it answers her question, but not in a way that she understands. Right. It was very vague. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to come right out and say literally why, you know. Right. But so they go back to the boat and sort of, I guess it's the guy that he's making the deliveries to. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a guy that is on the boat. It's a. It's, it's one of the. Um, one of his customers, about- kind of. Yeah, like someone he was moving stuff for, or whatever. Like they were doing the inventory before he yeah. took off. So and he's like, yeah. "Hey, Amos, can I talk to you in private for a second? Come here. What's going yeah. on with you and this little girl?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" And I feel like Amos. It's weird because Amos was very aware of like, here's what people think, of course, when we're, right. when they're in the diner. But because right. he knows this guy and he's known him for a long time, and they're sort of buddies. Yeah. He didn't expect it from him. Right. And he probably should have, you know. Like, he feels, yeah, I mean, right. he seems very taken by surprise that this guy would even bring it up. Well, But you know how the another, world works, man. That's another, that's another way you can tell that it was a white person writing it. Because I don't think in real life, I think most of the time, black people, even now, like, black people expect it because you like expect racism basically because it's so normal a lot of the times that i don't think in real life especially back then he would have been that shocked even if he knew that guy for that many years but i think to push the plot forward and to to make it to where that guy actually like even let him go in the first place i think that's unrealistic but (laughs) well yeah and we needed to have the conversation because he's going to pass information on to the police in a little while and you know right but to show exactly. that, yeah, like, there Amos was a reason is, for it. Yeah, Amos yeah. is kind of facing this everywhere, even places he wasn't expecting to have to hear about it. But yeah, this guy's like, "What's right. going on with you and this little girl?" And he's like, "Look, man, she was in the woods. She was hurt. Two white boys were about to, were bad news. So I had to save her from them. I'm gonna get yeah. her home. You know, I want to get her home, but she's also like being abused at home. So I'm not gonna deal with that. So I'm gonna get her to Selma, and we'll talk to somebody. I don't know if he plans to take her to a social worker or what, but." Yeah. Like, when we get to Selma, we'll figure it out. But for right now, she's just along for the ride. I would never hurt her. You know me better than that. So why don't you eat shit? Like, why why are you talking to me like this? This is not cool. It kind of puts a guy in his place. But he's like, okay, look, man, like, I'm I'm with you, but you understand that, like, it doesn't look good. And everywhere you go, people are going to think things. So be careful. Well, he even straight out said, like, you know, like, there are people, there are a lot of people that don't think like you and I do or whatever like basically saying like yo most of these people are racist (laughs) they're gonna shoot you because you have this little white girl so at this point back on the farm or whatever Mm -hmm. it's not a farm just the house cousin Donna is sitting around with her mom which I guess would be I don't know if it's Jenny's sister or Jenny's dead husband's sister either way it doesn't really matter Cousin Donna, yeah. her mom, and grandma are sitting around, and Donna tells them that, like, oh, I saw these scars and wounds and injuries on her back, and right. that's why she ran away. And they're very shocked to hear that. 
but they believe her and it kind of it kind of doesn't because the because grandpa and jenny wind up, wind up finding out about that in a totally different way that has nothing to do with donna so i don't know what donna it doesn't really add much having donna tell no, anybody because that never really comes up yeah i mean it basically helps them connect the dots there at home but doesn't make any big difference in the long run i think the only purpose that really served overall is when lily when they get to selma and lily has to call her grandma and tell her where she's at and oh, that's yeah. when the grandma's like yeah the grandma's like we got rid of him you can come back home that kind of thing and so i think that's the only point of them even knowing you know what i mean no that's a good Cause point because otherwise is, she wouldn't have shown up she would better still written run. than i thought <laughs> better written than i was giving it credit for damn it <laughs> There's still issues. But yeah, here's where we see we see a straight up group of KKK guys and a bunch of other racist shits getting in boats. Yeah. We're gonna chase that tugboat down. We're gonna get that Amos Jackson. Yeah. It was decided to leave him alone because he said, Well see me in Selma. Yeah, they catch, they catch up to the boat and I guess not really stop it. They're kinda of just following behind it on their little boats. Right. And they're like right. Amos Jackson, we know you got that little girl, you know, bring her out here and he knows that like, oh, they're gonna kill me if <laughs> you know. Yeah. This is a bad like, regardless, scene. Regardless, they'll probably kill him. If I stop yeah. this boat, I'm dead and probably a bunch of my crew too, just for being here and being black. So Yeah. Yeah, he tells them like, No, I gotta get to Selma, I got a delivery, it's gotta be on time. If you wanna talk to me, that's cool, but you do it, meet me in Selma when I you know follow me there if you want but i ain't stopping this boat yeah and they kind of like oh and they they kind of just shake their fists and leave they don't follow them so <laughs> like, damn they, you they were easily gave up that ginger kind of hesitated though for a while that red haired guy at the very end he was like the ringleader he's like yeah he kind of gives them a face like he's hesitating for a second and they just leave we're like okay Good. I can't believe but, I got okay. outsmarted. <laughs> of course you did. You're an idiot. And then they never come back <sighs> into play at all, do they? Mm, no, I don't think so. It's kind of just the yeah. cops he's dealing with from then on. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay. So the poachers are out in the woods, and they mm -hmm. meet that panther finally. Well, there was a scene at some point. I think we skipped over it. Because I didn't put it in my notes because I forgot about it for some reason. But the panther almost gets... Amos and Lily when they're getting on the boat? Yes. And then the dog's like barking and won't come and but then jumps on at the last minute and it's <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be really scary. Um, get some action in there. But there's a shot of that panther straight up jumping onto that boat and then the next shot they've pulled away and he's still on the shore so <laughs> there's <laughs> some continuity <laughs> issues. But yes, yeah, so there was a run-in with the panther earlier. Now the poachers have run into it in the wood they see it kind of up on this very close to them on a hill and they're like oh shit mm -hmm. and they're deciding what to do about like they're drawing their guns but you know if we miss what's going to happen to us and from behind them graham green appears and he's mm -hmm. like look out boys and tranks this panther instead of killing it right and has also led the police to them because well, I guess the yeah. police. I, I, he I, had the two cops with him. The search party just happened to cross the poachers. I think is what happened because they heard them right. having the discussion before they saw the panther about like, who? Thank God we got the KKK after that Amos guy, yeah. so to leave us alone because we had that girl and blah blah blah. So they heard all yeah. of that. So now the cops arrest the poachers, and they know that 
Amos is probably. Well, everybody in town seems to kind of know who Amos is anyway, and they're like, that doesn't sound like him. He's a good guy. Something must be going right. on. But now they've heard it from the poacher's mouths that, like, oh, that Amos guy saved her from us, so. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, the panther is tranked. I don't know. They don't show what they do with it after that, but we never see no. it again, so <laughs> if it was a well, metaphor, no, it didn't last long. You know, I think they saved the black panther, and that was kind of part of the symbolism, too. Like, he didn't, even though he got caught, he didn't you know, he didn't get shot or anything, like killed. He got darted, which makes me think they're going to let leave him alone in the protected area and just move along. But that also, but like, if we're running with the idea that that's, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not I, I believe you, because I, I didn't even notice yeah. it, so I'm on your side as far as it being symbolism. But if it is, then the symbolism is let's segregate the dangerous. <laughs> black ones into their own area and just pacify them instead of kill them that's a good plan right which yeah yeah it was well i don't know if that's good a good theme it was like maybe this is the time where we get into they did have well and to point out you said he wasn't a shaman he had a medicine bag um he had like yeah and he gives one to like everybody else too yeah like everyone else in the family has one too so i would Unless that was, like, um, you know, one of his own personal, like, totems or whatever. Uh, I don't know. But uh, that led me to believe, especially with the way he was so familiar with everyone, that he was well-respected and, like, supposed to be kind of your magical (laughs) Native American who helps, you know, guide everyone um, and is totally okay with all the colonizers on his land. Yeah, everybody seems to like him just fine, except for Dean, who, as we know, hates Indians, Does not like <laughs> as he said. So. Um, well, and then, of course, the whole thing with Amos, and we'll get into it more, I'm sure, near the end, is there's this trope that's also called the um, magical, mm-hmm. <laughs> magical trope, and it's like a, a common thing. Um, it's beggar vans. It's common. Yeah, it's. It's basically, there's like even lists you can find online. It's a common thing in American fiction, especially like in movies and stuff like that. Uh, the Green Mile is another good example yeah. um, where there's this like either like a black guy or a black woman or, you know, some character um, that's not white and they're wise and magical and help guide the white protagonist to, you know, whatever. Then it's very common kind of thing to see. That's why I was like, oh, poor Amos. <laughs> I mean, that's why they do, you know. It's supposed to make it look like, oh, this is a really culturally diverse movie when it's still centering white people's experiences and not giving, you know, anyone else any kind of authentic character. You know, they're just there as a prop to kind of help move everything along. So... That was definitely present in this movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's a little scene on the boat where, I don't know, it hasn't, how much time has passed? Tops, three days, right? Because there's yeah, a scene yeah, where Amos and Lily... I the impression it's like three or four days, I think. It's yeah. like the end of the night, they're on the boat, they're in the little cabin or whatever, and Amos is like, okay, Lily, you gotta get to bed, I gotta go do work or whatever. And she says, I love you, Amos. And he says, I love you too, which I found weird. <laughs> You've known each other for three well, it's days. Random, it was I can random see her saying it because kids will throw that. that around, you know. For him to say it back, 
I know she reminds you of your daughter or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, to <laughs> it's me, a little it was more for like the L word. You would have thought that after they got to know each other a lot more, there at the end, they would have said something like that. But they didn't. He's just like, she pours her heart out to him, and he's just like, okay, I'll see you later. Like, run along or whatever. Yeah, some yeah. of the... Um, some of the lines and stuff like yeah that that was there were some odd creative choices definitely i have another question how how why does no one in this movie have a car or a truck because why is the search party you know the route that this tugboat is yeah. taking down the river towards selma why aren't you getting in your car and getting ahead of him because they're always one stop behind him Right. They always get there well, after he's already left for the next thing. They're like, ah, shoot, off we go to the next thing. Like, you could have driven ahead and been waiting for him. Especially when they put all the pieces of the puzzle together. It's like they, they're, they you know, about halfway through the, through the trip, they kind of knew what was going on. So it's like, why are you continuing down the river? She's not there. You know, she's in the tugboat. They're going to Selma. Just meet him in Selma. <laughs> because the next scene is Grandpa and Jenny and the cop. On at at night on a dock talking to the guy, uh, Amos's buddy that he had this sort of confrontation yeah, with. with. Mm -hmm. Which means so hours have passed and they're just now arriving to where he left from hours ago and then, and that guy's like oh you just missed him he was here earlier and they're like damn it <laughs> like what <laughs> get 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 ahead of the game here but here we learn or Grandpa learns because this guy tells them that like oh Amos is keeping her. Say like he didn't kidnap her he's keeping her safe because wherever she came from she was getting she beat i didn't see it but he yeah. says and i trust him he says she had whip marks all over her back and grandpa is pissed off he's like you're full of shit because i've never hit that kid and her mom's never hit that kid and then it kind of yeah. dawns dawns on him and they look over at dean who's <laughs> standing there yeah. i think he's half in the bag too yeah he's kind of stumbling around he's been day drinking all, all during the search party I got the impression dude was like never not drinking. That was kind of the impression I got because they even told him like drive safely <laughs> when he left that one evening. Yeah. Like kind of like I hope you don't drive safely, but And so grandpa punches Dean and is yeah. probably about to murder him if the cop didn't have a hold yeah. of him and really nonchalantly hold him back. Jenny goes at him too. Jenny's slapping him and yelling at him and you know yeah. That's my daughter, and I loved you, and how dare you? And so he gets dumped and maybe arrested on the yeah, same no, night. Yeah, no, they arrested him. They straight up arrested him and With took no, him to jail. I mean, no, beyond this conversation, no. Well, I guess he kind of admits it. I was going to say there's no proof yeah. that they would no, just yeah, haul him off, but he's he like. Said, I was just trying to teach her. I was just trying to teach her for us. Yeah, that's discipline oh, like my were... daddy did to me. And so they're like, yeah. oh, shit. So yeah, the cop yeah. hauls him off, and that's the last we see of Dean. Good riddance. Mm -hmm. um, and the next scene then is Amos getting arrested. They stop. I guess they've arrived in Selma and they're at the dock. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of white cops pull up. Real aggro. Yeah. You know, and they're Real like. Real racist like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the yeah, one cop's like, what are you looking at? He's like, you? And the cop's like, oh yeah, and hits him in the stomach with a billy club or some shit. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah, they went the full racist, like, in 2.2. But they're Definitely. like, we know you have that girl. And he's pretty resigned to it. He's like, yeah, I knew this was coming. Better better yeah. you guys than the KKK boat, I guess. So yeah. they take him away. I mean, often, often, in reality, those were one and the same thing. 
yeah, it still is. Like, hate to rain on your parade, but I guarantee those stops aren't any better. <laughs> but no, they clearly aren't. But there's a chance, at least, with people watching, that they won't lynch yeah. you in the middle of the street. So right. <laughs> they're a safer bet, I guess. Yeah. So he gets hauled off to jail. Lily's trying to explain to him, like, no, he saved me. He didn't do anything to me. So the cops take her to a doctor's office to get checked out. Mm -hmm. Probably, they don't say it, but presumably for a number of things, if you know what I mean. Right. But really, they just kind of look at her ankle and they're like, oh, we better get this rebandaged or whatever. That looks pretty bad. Yeah. And she sneaks off when the nurse isn't looking to go to. And how she knows her way around around Selma, I have no idea, but she finds her way to the jail in Selma very easily. <laughs> yeah. With a stop along the way, because the Selma march is happening. Yeah. We see people marching on the street, we see news reporters who are like, oh, the National Guard's getting called in, this is crazy, but good for them, they're fighting for freedom, you know. Right. And um, she walks past a store that in the window has like a curly black wig on a mannequin right. head, and she goes into the store sets some money down, takes this wig, and the next time we see her, she is in full blackface. Full blackface. No, and you crazy the part where she finds the shoe polisher. Yes. She's got that shoe polisher station and she grabs the black shoe polish and I was like, oh my God, no. No. Oh yeah, God. you're you're hoping this can't be what I think it's gonna be, right? Yeah. She went full blackface. Oh it is like, Full, full body, like she wore the wig like it was like an afro and then put like some kind of straw hat over the top of it and then all these like and the sunglasses like, right, she had sunglasses and she painted all of her skin and all of a sudden her ankle's fine because she's running around fine and dandy and, yeah, she uh, looks like a little blackface so scarecrow <laughs> yeah, it was so bad which, might, so which bad. makes this the second movie I've done for this podcast that is a children's movie featuring blackface. So congratulations to this. White people. <laughs> the whites are at it again. But I guess her idea is I'm going to blend in with the crowd. I think, yeah, well, because she had that blonde hair and they were looking for a, a long-haired, yeah. blonde, white girl, she thought that, okay, if I don't stick out because there's black people everywhere marching, you know, maybe I can break him out and we can kind of sneak out. I mean, I see why what she was going for, but it's like, God, she didn't have to go blackface. I mean, she could have just, like, worn a big hat. The, the hat and even the wig would have been quite enough. Yeah. <laughs> the shoe yeah, polish, like, not, unnecessary. Oh, oh. And then she makes some, like, some remark to him when she gets in there um, and she's like, something about see watercolors, because she had thought her grandma told her that everyone was the same on the inside, except God used his paintbrush to color yeah. everybody. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which I don't know. I mean, I think it was supposed to be wholesome, but it was blackface and like really unapologetically and just, I mean, I was so <laughs> awkward. Like, it's surprising. <laughs> Do not see that coming. through my finger. I'm like, No. And I can't, I'm a little surprised that Amos, upon seeing her walk into the <laughs> the room where he's in a jail cell looking like that, wasn't like, girl, get the fuck out of here. What is wrong with you? This is not okay. But he's happy to yeah, see he her. Yeah, kind of laugh. Well, and then, later on, it's like you'd think by the time the rest of the movie played out. Oh, that she would have taken it off? Yeah. 
Nope. Yeah, like by the time they were at the tugboat and she didn't need it anymore, they could have taken off like the whole thing. But no, they leave her in it for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's wild stuff. <gasps> Oh my god, yeah. And then I don't know how she springs him from because he's in the jail cell. A little girl walks in in well, remember, clearly in blackface. Out, like all the cops ran out for whatever reason and left him there by himself because they had to go deal with something else, some emergency, and they had hung the keys. I mean it was like those comical old fashioned ones with the big ring. Oh, see, and, I like, missed that too. You're on top of things. I was no, clearly no, not paying enough attention because I was wondering, like, did she have bail money? How did this, and how did he even get bail? A, a judge, he just got there. A judge hasn't seen him yet. She just unlocked the cell. So she just springs, literally springs. So he's now a fleeing, a he's criminal a on the run. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh boy. Which never comes, yeah. he never, there's never any repercussions for that. Nope, nope. All right. That's just dropped after the whole reunion. But he takes her to, I mean, they need to skedaddle. Or at the very least, yeah. he needs to, like, be part of the march. Like, that seems like it would be an important thing. But I guess right. he's got other stuff. He's like, look, I promised that I would get you to a phone so you can call your mama as soon as we had a Selma. And we're here, so call your mama. And right. she calls home and gets grandma. And like you said, yeah, grandma tells her, like, Hey, you can come home. Dean, we know what happened. Dean is gone. And she's like, what do you mean Dean's gone? He's like, he's gone. Like, he, you'll never see him again. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Right. But your mama and grandpa have been following the boat, and, like, they just, they're in Selma now. So, like, go find them. Yeah. But instead they go, yeah, they go back to the boat. Yeah. Jenny, and they're waiting. Jenny and grandpa and the one cop mm -hmm. roll up to the boat, and... Lily runs out, yes, still in the full blackface and wig and hat, the whole thing. So her reunion, her reunion with her mother, her mother doesn't bat an eye. She's not like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Like she, you know, I mean, she's happy to see her and she hugs her. But there's never a moment of like, what is this? What like, is this? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, no one bats an eye. No, no one gives a not, shit. Not one person. Very strange. Um, well, then the ending, we do a lot of jumping then. Here well, the then ending. the cop and grandpa come up and they're talking to Amos and they're like, hey, we know what happened. You're cool. Don't worry about it. You're not in any trouble. Right. And grandpa, you know, is very emotional and he comes up to Amos and he says, you know, thank you. You saved her life. And Amos says, no, she saved my life, which is a line I do not understand. Yeah. I guess she no, got him yeah, out of jail. Maybe the idea is that if I had stayed in that jail cell, somebody was going to come and get me. And it would have been right. bad. And she got me out. Well, and but she also is the one who got you in this situation in the first place. So really, she didn't save your life. She endangered your life. No. <laughs> you guys are even now. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it good. Well, I guess in some way, I got the feeling that we're supposed to take some kind of metaphor or some kind of life lesson away from this. And that's what he got. Like, he found joy again or something. I don't know. It was really, um, like, I don't know how she saved him except to just make it be white savior-y. <laughs> like, she lit, you know, like, brought me back to life. She, you know, whatever. Something. Yeah, I don't know. I found it to be an odd, it was odd. decision. But and they all ended up at the ocean. It's not the oddest thing because I think, even with the blackface and everything else, I think the oddest moment is next because we're back at the house and Grandma yeah. and <gasps> Donna and Donna's mom yeah. 
are there and they like wave goodbye to the last cop to leave the house and they're standing yeah. there and then like a magic wind blows in and makes them all happy oh my god <laughs> it's so bizarre like this breeze picks up and it kind of blows their hair around and grandma feels it first she's like oh oh this wind is wonderful and then the other two do too and there's no explanation there's no dialogue they don't turn to each other like it's just this weird magic wind that makes them feel good and i i don't know what's really going good. on it's like they were they were you know wrapped with the spirit or something like that i think you're supposed to get the impression that they were like being embraced <laughs> by either like the their dead relative the the dad guy or whatever the navy guy or like somehow everyone's at peace or something I don't know. Yeah, or, or God has sent a message or something, but it's it's a very strange moment. They could have at least been a little bit more clear on that. Like, you know, because in other parts where it was like they were talking about the dad guy, it's like you could hear his voice calling to like Lily and stuff like that. They, why didn't they say like have his voice say like, I love you or something so that we knew what was going on instead of it looked like they were activated? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They were having a good time. Whatever this wind was doing, it was blowing the right Rain, places. Though. So, <laughs> so <rainy. laughs> And then the last scene is, uh, at least she's out of the blackface finally. Lily, Lily and Graham Greene and Grandpa and Grandma and Amos have all arrived at the beach. They've traveled. They've gone to the ocean, which is all Lily wanted. Um, also, the cop is with them for some reason. I don't know why he's still tagging along. Like, I guess maybe he's a family friend, but this seems like an intimate family moment that you've been nice enough to include Amos in. I don't know what the fuck this cop is doing. <laughs> Still following them around. Like, I feel like this was a very, like, patriarchal-heavy <laughs> movie where it's like, I don't know. Because, yeah, like, why did everyone go to the ocean? Were they just like, heck yeah, let's just go and all frolic on the beach together because, like, it just showed, like, all the men standing <laughs> in the background while the mom and the daughter were, like, playing and kicking water and all that, and it was just really weird. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know why the cop is there. Like, your job is done, man. Go back. Go find those rednecks or deal with the, find something else to do. I don't know why you come to the beach with them. Well, apparently Amos has a really flexible um, tugboat schedule. Like, he must not have had any deliveries. He just could frolic off to the beach on He's a whim. He's in charge. <laughs> it's his boating. Do what he wants. Oh my! But yeah, that's the end. And then, well, and then the last, the very last thing is them on the. Or no, the ocean is the last thing. Because there was a scene, yeah. right before that, there's a scene of them all standing on the tugboat. Amos nowhere in sight. Just the white people in Graham Greene standing, yeah. and they're doing the tell the sun with your arms thing. And they've all got a medicine bag on. The whole Titanic, the whole Titanic, hold your arms out at the front of the boat. Only it was like the tugboat, and it's that how to tell time from the sun thing that he had taught them. But it's them on the river. And it, it looks for all the world like this is the last thing we're going to see in this movie. And I thought to myself, yeah. we're not going to see the ocean? This whole thing was about finding the ocean. We don't even get to see it. And then, then they do go to the beach. But that scene with them yeah. on the tugboat, the whole family on the tugboat, goes on for so long that I was like, how do you not take us to the ocean? But then they did. <laughs> so I was worried for a second. But and that's it. That's the movie. It's, yeah. it's saying something. It's just saying it in a 
real weird way. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I mean, I think I get what the message was supposed to be, but yeah, it was really problematic. Like, the, the blackface is what really did me in. I was like, oh, no. Like, because the rest of it was, like, one microaggression type of thing after another as far as, you know, for people of color, especially black people. But then, like, when she went full blackface, I was like, oh, no, this needs to go back to the bottom of the bin. <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very odd decision. And then, and then you add in also the, the, the shed scene and the bath scene, and there's just a lot of, I don't, I, I don't, Understand. I don't know that yeah. how this is a family film, but their priorities aren't always in the right place so yeah that'll do it for when i find the ocean it is that time of the episode where i press the magic button to find out what next week's movie will be chosen completely at random for everything streaming pressing the magic button now next week's movie is joker's poltergeist it is on tubi what is this? It's from 2015. Oh, so not super duper old. No, like six years old. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, God, what? <laughs> so this appears to be a horror movie that is shamelessly cashing in on the Aurora, Colorado Dark Knight <gasps> gun massacre. So oh my God. speaking of problematic shit, I'm sure that's going to be real, real oh good. God. That's just... A shit show, I'm sure. That's gonna be a shit show. Wow. Okay, well, if you dare, everyone, that's your homework for next week. Joker's Paradise... Paradise, no. Joker's Poltergeist from 2015 <laughs> on Tubi. God help us all. Um, <laughs> one day I'll have a good movie again. Yep. Eventually. Anyway, um, a delight, as always. My friend Emily, where can people find you? Um, at a chicken tender um, on Twitter, and then I think on IG it Emily E M N A L E E underscore chicken tender. Something and I've been it. kind of I've actually been on my IG account recently because um, then I went through like a whole break from it. I wasn't on very often, so I'm getting back on it a little bit here and there. So yeah, you can find me either place. She's an entertaining lady, so Woo! follow her. <laughs> I am uh, at Heath Lambert seventy eight on Twitter. The show is at that's so random p two. Um, show has an email address that's so random pod at gmail .com. If you would like to write me and tell me why I'm stupid for not liking this movie or anything, <laughs> tell me. There's probably lots of reasons to tell me I'm stupid, but. I'm saving up letters for a mailbag episode one day soon, so if you have anything to say, yep. that's where to do that. Uh, artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey, who is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter. Go check out all his other stuff as well. I'm going to put a link probably in when you post this maybe to um, more reading on on some of the stuff we talked about, like with the, the magical people of color, you know, kind of tropes and stuff like that. So see this. Yeah, this is my me. this is my friend Emily. Delightful and beautiful and informative. Yep. She loves yep. to spread some knowledge. And that's why we yep. love her. Thank you, ma'am, for Keeping being here. My again. Love language. Yes. And uh, that will do it for this week. On behalf of myself and Emily here. Have a good week, everyone. Goodbye.